Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our readings today are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and we begin with Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 7 through 14. For thus says the Lord, Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth. Among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor together, a great company they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by the brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a, shep as <clears throat> a shepherd of flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord. Over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says the Lord. Our next reading is from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we who were the first to set our hope on Christ might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of thy promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. Our last reading for today is from John chapter 1. Verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. 
He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This message was originally going to be the last message in our Christmas series about home. Then I got sick and ended up moving it to make room for the special Sundays that followed with Epiphany and Baptism Sunday. And so it's landed here. But when I began working with this sermon again, I realized that this sermon actually was going to be the bridge between the Christmas series and the New Year series. When I started with the text for today's reading, I had a dozen different ideas. Too many directions that I could go with for today's message. Because today's message is all about the light of home, and the readings we have lend themselves to many suggestions about what that light means. But I think the thing that drew me in the most this week was the poetry of the Gospel of John. Because there's something in it that reminds us of the way that Jesus defies both explanation and categorization. But I want to start in Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah points us to the direction we're going to be headed in. Now, Jeremiah is very much a doom and gloom prophet. Much of what Jeremiah has to say is, woe, woe, woe. However, this week we catch Jeremiah in a bit of an upswing, a bit of an in-between. After all the things that are going to go wrong for the people because of what they've done, because of their inability to listen, finally there's some encouragement that the people will be gathered together, that all the people will come together, and the Lord will shepherd his flock. There will be joy and singing. There will be dancing and celebration, and mourning will be turned into joy and gladness in place of sorrow. We hear a little bit more of our role in that joy and understanding it in Ephesians. 
that we are adopted into our home because of the light. Through Christ's will, we are adopted children of God. That in the richness of his grace, we find forgiveness and redemption. That we have been given our inheritance, our home, through Christ's teachings, through his love. And it all leads up to the opening lines of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. I could try to explain what all this means in all sorts of theological terms to try to hammer out some sort of concrete feed or specific theology. But honestly, all the creeds fall short of really describing Christ. They get a nice surface glaze, and that's about as far as they get. It made me think about the light. Because... We talk a lot about the light. And it made me think about what we know about light and how we experience light because light is another thing that's hard to explain. No matter how scientific you get, light is an oddity. Light moving so fast that we can measure great distances by how long it takes light to travel faster than anything else we know of. Light allows us to see everything around us. Light gives life itself to the planet. Light gives us warmth. But what is light? No matter how scientific an explanation I could give about wavelengths and frequencies, it doesn't make it any easier to understand. Honestly, I think it complicates it more because of all of the oddities that come with those descriptions. And so I think it's appropriate that when we talk about the light shining in the darkness and that the light can't be extinguished, that, even that, has an air of mystery about it. Because there is an air of mystery in all of what Christ is. Christ, the only begotten Son, who is the Word. That all things came into being through Him, and He was with God in the beginning. But the Word was God. So Christ is God. But we think of God the Father, of the Holy Spirit, and Christ the Son as three separate entities, but all the same God. Another mystery to ponder. Then we pour mystery upon mystery because Christ comes into the world and the world didn't know him. John testifies about him and we hear that the word became flesh and lived among us full of grace and truth. We celebrate Christ's birth while Christ is eternal. Another mystery. Now, one might say that's a lot of mystery to pack into one Sunday, and I would agree with you. 
Which is why I'm not going to touch on every mystery. Because that's a lot of mystery to go into. But that's okay. Because I think part of what makes Christ so profound is that he is the eternal word, that all things came into being through him, but that he came into this world in an earthly body. He comes to walk with us and speak to us, to die for his friends, to show his great love. In death, he shows us love, and in resurrection, he shows us life, shows us the light. And it made me think about this new year with new opportunities and many uncertainties that face us. A year ago, I don't know that I would have believed that we'd still be down in the trenches of a full-blown pandemic. That we would still be struggling to figure out what comes next. And maybe think about evangelism itself. Not evangelical, but the act of evangelism, of testifying about Christ. And I started to wonder what the first step really is in trying to introduce someone to Christ. We've been touching on this the last couple of weeks, and this is actually where those thoughts started. How do you proclaim the light to others? How do you explain what the light is? How do you describe Jesus Christ, our Savior, to someone who doesn't know him? Where do you begin? I started thinking about all the things we could say that would make people believe. But I started to think that there's a better starting point. And I know what some of you may be thinking. How can there be a better starting point for salvation if you don't start with Jesus? And it's this. We don't come to understand the light that we see in this world by reading textbooks. Our first understanding of light is seeing, feeling the light feeling the warmth that it gives on a bright summer's day, seeing the sunrise after a bleak night. We experienced the goodness before we truly understand it. We watch the sun set and the stars come out, knowing the light is there. This started me to thinking about what we could do in this new year. And I realized that it's doing all the things that Christ taught us to do because that introduces people to him. In the same way that we experience light before we fully even get a tiny understanding of how light works and what light is, what better way to let someone who is hungry know there is goodness than feeding them? What better way to help the poor than to show them charity? 
What better way to help the oppressed than fighting for justice? What better way to help those who are struggling than to give them comfort? What better way to show people that truth matters than to speak the truth? And I realized that our greatest act of evangelism in this year would be showing love by giving hope. Because if there's one thing I have learned, it's that when people see the light of life in you, they want to know more. When you give someone hope, they want to know how they can get that hope for themselves and to keep it. When you show someone love, they want to know how they can always experience that love and share it with others. It is when they want to know that love, when they want to be able to share in that hope, when they want to be able to have that life and have it in abundance, that they've already taken the first step to wanting to know Christ. Wanting to know his grace and mercy. And so in closing, both this series about coming home for Christmas and this idea of a new outlook in this new year, I want to encourage you to take that light that we find in our home with God and share it. Don't let the light be something that you observe and keep to yourself because light wants to shine. The goodness that comes from our celebration of the birth of our Savior is something we will always need to share. So take the light that we find in our home with God and share it. Share it with others by letting others know of God's goodness by showing goodness. Let them know of God's truth by speaking the truth. Let them know of God's love by showing love. Let them know of God's mercy by being merciful. Let them know of Christ's forgiveness by forgiving. Because I tell you this, when people see the light, they can recognize the light for what it is, and they want to know more. They want to know how that light can always be in their lives because they have seen it in the goodness that they have been shown. I share that light with you this day, the light of our Emmanuel, God with us. Born on Christmas Day to give us hope everlasting. And it's that light that welcomes us home. And it is that light that we show to others when we do all that Christ has taught us. It's one thing to tell someone that God forgives them. But it makes it real when we show that we can forgive. It's one thing to tell people that God is merciful. It's another to show it in the mercy that we have. We can tell people that Christ loves them, but they know it by the way that we love in Christ's name. So I say, let this be a year of great evangelism by letting this be a year of light. By going and doing. By taking that light that shines in us when we recall all the love that God has shown us and we let it shine forth. By going and doing, by going and being, that we visit the sick, we feed the hungry, we care for those who are down, that we give hope to the hopeless by being the light. 
So this year, let the light flow like a river of justice, that the waters of truth wash over the world, that we make a point to forgive because we know we are forgiven. We make a point to be merciful because we know Christ has shown mercy to us. And we make a point of loving in all that we are and all that we do because we know that Christ loves us. And in that, more than anything we could tell people, we show that Christ is the light of the world by showing how much the light has changed us. So that others seek out the light and want it in their lives as well. So be the love and be the light. And welcome all of God's children home in this new year. Let your new outlook be one that always points to the light in the life. This year and forevermore. Amen.